Welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Okay, okay, I'll say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Thank you. Hit us with a comment on YouTube. Come on, tickle the keys. You got to do it. Do it. That's how it works. This is how it works. Compensation. Don't just be a dummy on the internet. Compensation. Say it with me. Compensation. How does it happen? I don't know. You support the sponsors. You tell a friend. You, t- you make it your Instagram story. Ooh, that tickles my nuts when you make it your Instagram story. That is a non-invasive way to be like, hey, everybody, I like the J Train podcast. That's what you're doing. And listen, I'm doing my job. I'm putting out videos every episode, and that's like a little piece of cheese. You got to bring me some mice. That's right. That's how it all works. That's it. Nothing is for free. There's no such thing as free lunches, and I want to be paid with a lot of your mice because I'm putting out cheese. That's how it works. Uh, live shows. Charleston, South Carolina. I'm doing two shows in Charleston. Make a trip. Make a weekend. Beautiful city. Great food. Socially distanced, of course. 90 seats at each show. Nimesh Patel and I, Uptown Social, August 19th and 20th. Also, Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to come to Cleveland. Going to get hit the lake. Very excited. Oh, jaredfree.com is where you get those tickets. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Also, Patreon. Three Patreon episodes. Talk about compensation. We're having, we're dancing on Patreon. It is like the hull of the Titanic. Just everyone's dancing. And no, no old fogies to get in the way. So that's what's going on. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. You can find all that in the description of today's podcast. But most importantly, very excited about today's guest. Returning to the podcast, an OKP, hilarious, hilarious comedian, Sarah Tolomash. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, that's a lot of content you've been putting out. <laughs> I, I Listen, the, the Prince of Promos. This is... I. It is funny that, like, um, you know, I am putting out an embarrassing amount. Like, there's can't a point stop. where I go, I can't <laughs> stop. I legitimately can't stop. I, 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 and now that I got TikTok, like, my girlfriend is, like, legitimately, like, put it away. Stop. Stop. And I'm kind of sitting there, like, maybe this is the thing. I don't know what yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you when know? we hit pandemic, I was like, I got to make content. So that's all I've been doing. And it's disgusting. <laughs> it feels gross. It feels gross because it, you know what it feels like? Because I do put out a lot of stuff and I enjoy putting it out. Yeah. And I think the people who like it, like it. I, I, I get, you know, for all the we, you know, us as comics, we talk a lot about bad feedback because those stories are funnier. It's yeah. Uh, the better story is the is the asshole, not the person telling you great job. So we yeah. we we talk about the negative a lot, which is that's why we're funny. We sit in the negative and we make fun of it. <laughs> but I I do put out enough where it's kind of like um, telling someone on I'm on a diet. Like if I'm like yeah I'm on a diet and they go so for what a couple days and you're like no six months. And they're like, oh, 
I guess, you know, yeah, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's like, you look the exact same, you know, like, yeah. And it, you're, <laughs> it's like, okay, I know exactly out, what you mean. Yeah. I'm putting out so much content that someone would be like, so, so you must be taping from your mansion now. No, things are the same. <laughs> I, I increased my followers by 10 in two months. <laughs> But I'm working harder for no money than I have ever in my entire life. <laughs> That's right. The hustle is strong. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's so, so funny. I, I'm so happy to have you back. The last time you were on, uh, you came on with Adrian Iapalucci, who was just recently on the show. You guys have a podcast together called Vag, which yes. you're both so funny. Give us the one minute, uh, you know, what what the podcast is? What, what how would you explain the podcast to listeners? Uh, it's really I don't know. Just two people talking about shit irreverently. We don't give a shit about anything, and uh, we used we felt like we had structure, but then we just lost. We, it just went off the rails. So, but but you two are so, you two are so funny that like and irreverence a great word because it's like. You're just going to, you're, you know, for, I would, I would say to the listeners, you're eavesdropping in on two really funny people having a great conversation. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like, we never really take a side. We try to make fun of both sides and then that's how, yeah, basically that's what it's, it is. It's so funny how heated the sides are that like, everyone's like, <laughs> we know what you're talking about. We know exactly I, what you're talking about. I kind of admitted, admitted to being a centrist and then apparently I didn't know that um, we are awful, evil people. Yes, you are. You're a racist. <laughs> well, the, the, you know, I was actually having that conversation with someone last night where it's like they were saying to me, they're like, I'm in the center now. And they're like, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. they were like I used to be <laughs> some left wing nut job. And they're like, it moved like saying you're a centrist. That's. That has that that has some context to it because when everything shifts, the center is different than it used to be. Yeah, it's weird. Well, technically, you're just like you're a liberal, but now it feels like I'm part of the Ku Klux Klan or something. Sure, and and listen, you know, you may or may not be. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to deny or accept. I don't know what you're doing on your free time. Man, but- I'm too lazy to join an organization. <laughs> That's a lot of work to hate. <laughs> Yeah, and we have content to put out. We got stupid little yes. videos to put out. So, um, and also, more importantly, we talk about this every now and again. Some, you know, a comic will come on the show. You have an album that is out right now. And I want to let everyone know Sarah is so funny. I love watching you on stage, I love watching you do stand up. And for the listeners at home, do this right now. Go listen to Sarah's album. It's brand new. It's called Volup- Voluptuous Boy. And it's yes. everywhere. Let me, I, I have to reiterate this every episode. Everywhere you listen to music, you type in Sarah's name or Voluptuous Boy. Anywhere you're already listening to music, her album is there. And we t- I mentioned compensation in the beginning. Just you listening. Yeah. It's compensation. You pressing play gets Sarah paid. How great is that? Just put it on in the background while you're cleaning your apartment. And and, and that that sounds like <laughs> now it sounds like we're begging. Just just play it as much times as possible. But I'm saying that because you're gonna become an immediate fan. Sarah, where did you tape it? Why is it called Voluptuous Boy? These are the 
questions that the hard get us questions. Into the, the hard questions. I, I, but I think like the the stand up comedy album is the cousin of the podcast. The pot, the podcast yeah. is is living. It is a back and forth ping pong conversation. The 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 stand up album is like you get to like kind of close your eyes and feel like you're in the room with the person. You can feel like you're yeah. you you hear the drinks being passed out. I also think it's a thing that all comics can do on their own a DIY that you don't have to have industry help you out with that. You can do it on. It's a little bit more work, but you not by much. I still felt Absolutely. like I did a lot of work putting it together. Um but I taped it at New York Comedy Club and I taped it a week before we shut down. So oh, I got wow. it right under the buzzer. And there's, right. <laughs> I even mentioned COVID in it. And I had people that day go, I don't know if I'm going to make it because of COVID. So I'm trying to sell your ticket. And I'm like, first of all, I don't need to know that. You don't need yeah. to put that on my Facebook <laughs> wall and instill fear in people. Hey. <laughs> Hey, everybody, um, I'm afraid of dying from a pandemic virus, <laughs> but if you'd like my ticket, I'm selling them at face value. Like, what? What? I know, I thought, now I'm like looking back at that person. I'm like, that was probably a really smart thing that you did. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a very like, uh, yeah, they're they're actually like a reasonable person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't have probably been out that first week because it obviously <laughs> spiked pretty hard two weeks later. Sure. Um, but I felt pretty good about getting it under the buzzer. Um, yeah, listen, someone's grandpa died, but at least you got your album out there. I know. You know that's uh, all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what you, it is. <laughs> you taped it in New York, a New York club, New York comedy club. I love going there, too. Um, and why Voluptuous Boy, is that, that's obviously one of the jokes on the on the album. Yeah, it's one of the jokes. I was going to name it White Lady, but then I got heat from that. And so I decided not to because that was another joke that I had of just like making What's fun of heat? myself. What's the heat I guess about? During, during BLM, it's out of context. It felt um, insensitive. And so I was like, uh, I, I'm one of those people that hates dealing with any kind of like trash. But generally, I talked to more most people and they felt like they weren't going to have a problem with it. But I had no problem changing it to Voluptuous Boy because that was the second place that I was going to name it. Also, Voluptuous Boy, like that's a memorable thing. That is something like just the word I, I use the word voluptuous or no vivacious in a bit yeah. of mine. And um, it's just a memorable, funny word, like just generally. Yeah, and it's a nice way of saying fat. Yes. <laughs> it is <laughs> well i i think voluptuous on a boy like i if someone said jared you're voluptuous i would be like <laughs> i will never speak to you again Fuck you. Like, I, yeah I, yeah get the fuck uh, if someone like i i have a joke about someone once yelled at me at a it was in portland i was opening uh a show and i i some woman stood up from her seat and literally yelled at me because I was talking about weight stuff. I like talking about weight stuff because health it's and weight is it's a battle. It's always on my mind. So it'd everyone be almost, deals with it. Yeah, everyone deals with it. And like it'd be dishonest for me not to talk about it, considering the amount I put into thinking about it on a daily basis. So I have jokes about like feeling fat, whatever. And this woman stands up and she's like the most. Liber like talk about like central casting for like 
you know, she's one of the moms that's in front of the protest at a BLM yeah. protest. You know, like she's in the wall. She just looked like it's all she, about her. <laughs> she grew from the ground in Portland as a white yeah. woman. And, and she goes, she stood up. She goes, you're not fat. And I was like immediately like this is. So now I have a joke about like this is the worst thing you could ever yell at someone because like. Then it, then people are like, are you curvy? And it's like a, a man calls me curvy. Like if I was called curvy, <laughs> it would be correct. But also like I would be like, you've ruined. Devastated. I can't get hard. Yeah, devastated. No. I mean, I have to say one of life's tragedies is when you see a man with childbearing hips. And you see it more. If you look for it, you see it way more. Jared than Kushner. Expect. He has wow. childbearing hips. Now, now we're all pausing the <laughs> podcast, Googling Kushner hips. Can you imagine if Kushner hips just started trending? I know. And then I'm getting shit for like shaming men's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill for that publicity, though. <laughs> Listen, and you can find the album anywhere you stream music. You can find... The well, listen. I want everyone to go listen to Sarah's albums. She's so funny. I love watching you on stage. I love watching your stand up. So, and any anyone here, listen. We all need moments to take our brains, put it on the shelf, and let someone else take the wheel. That's what you're doing when you go download Sarah's album, Apple yeah. Music, Spotify, uh, Google wherever, Play, iTunes, Google Play, iTunes, yeah. the whole deal. So it's called Voluptuous Boy. It's out. Literally right now, you can pause this and go listen right now and come back to this. That's what you should do. At Stolamash on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow her. I'll have her all over my socials right now. Are you ready to do some emails? I'm ready. Let's do it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Let's do Broken Trust. Okay. In a serious hi Jared. In a serious relationship, if your partner lies to you, do you think it's possible for that relationship to ever truly be successful moving forward? For background, two-year relationship said he was home at one a.m., but since I have his location, I was able to figure out he spent the night somewhere else. He lied about it when asked. Then eventually admitted when he went to a girlfriend's house. She has a boyfriend and knew he had a girlfriend. Had a couple of drinks and slept on the couch. Apologized profusely, super regretful, said he knew it was wrong, and that's why he tried to hide it. Can trust really be rebuilt? Would love your perspective. Thank you. I think this is a great email. Um, it's also like, it's interesting. Like, it has a lot more to it than maybe she might think. What do you, I know. Sarah, you're, you're, you're a married woman. Yes. Have you dealt with, like this on the on on the spectrum of lies, where does it stand for you? It's very questionable. I have to say, Joe and I are both sober, so we never have these situations occur. But I understand they do happen when you're out drinking and you don't want to mm. drink and drive and you crash on the couch and mm. that feels fine. But I also am like, why is he hanging out? Is it an ex-girlfriend? Uh, he just said a, it just says a girlfriend's house and she has a boyfriend and knows he had a girlfriend. But like whose house are you sleeping at <laughs> I know. that 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 your girlfriend doesn't know your girlfriend of two <laughs> years has no like knowledge of it. She not because 
And I'm only assuming that because she writes she has a boyfriend and knew he had a girlfriend. You, if, like if I slept on the couch of a friend of mine's place and I said to my girlfriend, yeah, I slept at blankety blanks. She would go, oh, I know blankety blank. They have a boyfriend. I can even contact. Out. We've hung out. I understand the dynamic. A two-year relationship, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm two years in over here. Like, I can't see this being a scenario I would get into. Yeah, I was just saying that it's like something, I don't know, I don't remember my dad ever doing that or <laughs> like any, like remember when your dad would just crash at a girlfriend's house who had a boyfriend, so yeah. it was fine. And you're, it's like, I. that's how I... I um, base everything as like, would my dad do this? And I'm like, no. And then if if Joe did it, then it would also be weird. So I'm still very, I'm so skeptical of this one. Yeah, I I, I don't buy the story. I don't buy, let's start it. We both don't buy the story. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the idea that it's- Why did it's he lie? Yeah, it's, well, that's the thing. It's very convenient that he chose a girl that you have no interaction with to say that he crashed there because now you can't go to the girl. You can't, you know, this is all kind of lands in the, in the land of convenience. Um, what do you think though, if you're, so my, this is my first of a couple questions because I, I'm interested to okay. hear what you think. What do you think that said he was home at 1am, but since I have his location, I was able to figure out he spent the night somewhere else. What do you think of having your partner's location? Like you can turn on location. Like I could turn on to let my girlfriend have wherever I am on a map at every moment of the day. Do you think that's like, would you do that to your husband? Like what I, that no. kind of, that sends a chill down my spine to have it's a, like, it's weird. It's like, um, I don't know where, like, I never go through Joe's phone. I don't even try to attempt. It's a boundary that I respect. I just feel like if you're having to do geolocations on your partner, it's probably not the best relationship. You have other problems. Like, like yeah. this is, she says, can trust be rebuilt? But like, I think you had, uh, you know, the trust wasn't really built to begin with. Exactly. Yes. Like, like I was at my we we went to a winery and in Connecticut when I was doing shows up there and we sat close to this other table. This other woman was like, "And I have his location." And I heard that and I was like, "Ugh!" Like, <laughs> get me out of that relationship. That's a controlling relationship. I mean, I would be highly upset if Joe did geolocations on me. I mean, it'd be sad because I would just be at our apartment the whole time. Where he's like, you need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the other thing. It also like, you know, talk about like the the hypocrisy. When I hear you say if Joe had location services on you, I'm like, that's weird. That's out of a yeah. movie. That's a lifetime movie. When I hear the girl has it on the guy, I'm like, man, that relationship's fucked up. Like it's like, I don't know why it's different in my brain. Yeah, I guess it is. Like the woman having the guys, you're like, she just wants to keep them in line. And then the guy having the the woman's, you're like, 
She's yeah, going to get murdered. A, yeah, yeah. He, he's a murderer. <laughs> he's going to make sure, like, this yeah. is all, like, like uh, the guy's bad on both sides. Like, Yeah, it's not going to end well. It feels like an abusive relationship. I mean, I remember dating this guy that wanted me to have a pager. This is back in the time when we had pagers, and I remember yeah. being like, like, oh, my God, this is awful. He wants me yeah. to, if he buzzes me, he needs me to call him right away. That was awful. Yeah. And, and, and that then, was an like, abusive relationship. That's I mean, it sounds abusive. And also, like, were you ever like embarrassed to tell people like, yeah, I have this pager because of, you know, well, I was he would get so mad at me because I would never. It did, I mean, this relationship didn't last long, but I would hardly ever. I would be like, it's so hard to find a pay phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not. It wasn't yeah, easy. A, like, I, how many minutes do you have from paging to call that you're not in trouble? <laughs> it was just so stressful. I'm like, this is just for pages should just be for doctors. Like, I don't need yeah. to have this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is funny to me that you say, yeah, uh, my boyfriend made me have a pager. So I know or has my location services. And then the brunch table is like, whoa, are you OK? And then it's like yeah. the other way around. This woman says, so I have his location services and everyone's like, good. Keep your man in line. And you're like, <laughs> well, that's kind of fucked up. Like, I would say that this I, you know, I, can trust be rebuilt. I, I think it can absolutely be rebuilt yeah. in this situation. I don't I think there has to be trust initially to rebuild trust. You have to, it's called rebuild built. You, you have lost out on that. You never had it. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Remember breakfast cereal? Ooh, I loved a breakfast cereal. You know why I like breakfast cereal? It was the first time you really cooked for yourself. It was the first time you poured that bowl, you put the milk in, you did the milk to the right level that you like. Ooh, that felt good. It felt good to read the back of the box. I loved Cocoa Puffs. I was a big Cocoa Puffs guy. Not just as like, I wasn't like having it for breakfast. It was a snack, bedtime snack, morning snack, midday snack. Breakfast as a kid used to be fun. But now that I'm watching my carbs and sugar, breakfast is boring. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon, a new cereal company that's discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It tastes too good to be true. Magic Spoon offers four flavors based on the all-time classics. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, plus a variety pack that lets you try all four. I love the cocoa because that brings me back to Cocoa Puffs, drinking the milk afterwards. It's, it's, and I'll say this like, you're trying to have a snack, you're trying to have something that's a little delicious, you know, you're trying to get away from the normalcy of your day. It's great to have Magic Spoon in the cabinet because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going off the, re the reservation a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm moving in a different direction with my meals today. But it's got zero sugars, 12 grams of protein, three net grams of carbs. And, and you feel a little bit better about having a, a, a good snack. Magic Spoon spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs in the world to recreate the taste texture of classic sugary cereals. But it tastes so incredible that you'd never guess it was healthy. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. You've got to try Magic Spoon to believe it because it tastes amazing. Go to magicspoon.com slash JTrain. That's magicspoon.com slash JTrain to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use my promo code JTrain at checkout to get free shipping.
magicspoon.com slash jtrain. Get the variety pack. Try it today. Promo code JTRAIN at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash JTRAIN. Use code JTRAIN for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show and bringing back childhood favorites that won't leave us bloated. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tolmash. Go get the album. Go listen to it wherever you're streaming music. Voluptuous boy, right now. Go, go, go. How to deal with the MLM friend. Okay, I don't know what MLM is. Oh, multi-level marketing. Oh, the ladies are <laughs> hot on this one. You have <laughs> Obviously, you have heard of such a thing. It's huge on Facebook. I have... People that I follow that are, it's a cult. They are so entwined in the MLM life. So I know one person that I'm thinking of specifically, and their posts are always them with a Corvette or them with a BMW. Like there's this like weird, there's a weird salesy thing of like, show them the life you would want. Like they, like I remember there was one girl that she worked for like a makeup thing and she was always posting like, halfway to the the mercedes and you're like is this what way gets the mercedes gets you up in the morning like that's what you needed it's way more work than doing a day like you could just work a regular job and get that mercedes than doing the multi-level marketing and bothering your friends about it this person wrote feather feather i have a question about how to deal with a friend who has signed up for a multi-level marketing scheme a few months ago, one of my closest friends texted me and asked me to follow her new Instagram account. During quarantine, she decided to get into fitness coaching. Oof. It's not even like makeup. It's fitness. Ugh. It's like yeah. it's like extra judgy. Like not only am I trying to make money off of you, but I'm going to use shame to get it and, out of you. Yeah, and fear. It's yeah. really weird. She decided to get into fitness coaching and wanted to share her journey on social media. Yeah, it's always a journey. Wanting to be the supportive friend, of course I followed. That seems like a small gesture to follow. I could follow the account for a friend. I'll follow an account. And I, actually, I enjoy watching it as a more an anthropological study. It's totally fascinating. Agree. There is more. I'd say 50% of my following is like <laughs> friends and babies. And the other 50% is like, what the fuck is going on here? It's crazy town. <laughs> yeah, let's go to crazy town. I am in a, I am in a uh, private group on Facebook. I'll admit it here. Sure. Where Who is it's, it? <laughs> it's the only, it's, 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 I'm, it's the only reading I do. Yeah. It's legitimately <laughs> the only thing I read is this Facebook group. Like people are like, how, what book are you into this summer? I'm into this Facebook group where people are posting <laughs> irrational shit every day. A few, uh, so I, uh, so she, so she follows the the friend to be supportive. Okay, fine. I am now regretting this decision. I look more into the program she's part of, and it's definitely an MLM. She is posting every day, multiple stories, talking about the grind and the hustle behind building her business, all in an effort to sell workout packages and protein shakes. To be frank, it's fucking annoying. The answer should be as simple as muting her account. 
but I know she will notice. She has gone even she has even gone so far as to text me when she sees that I watched her story and asks mm-hmm. why I didn't participate in whatever poll or question she posted. Oh. That's a boundary crossed. Yeah, then she asked me to go back, rewatch it, and participate so she can get more quote unquote exposure. Oy, I love her, and I know she's really excited about this program, but I feel like I'm being treated more like a potential client and less like a friend. I've already told her I'm not interested in her products, which she understands, but still wants me to promote her account. Is there any way I can dis- disengage with the Instagram page but maintain the friendship? Any advice would be appreciated. Wow. So, you know, it's God. an interesting email because at the beginning of this podcast, I go through this one-minute thing of share and compensation, and this is how it works. But that is with the understanding that people listening to this show, watching the videos, are getting something out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm i trying to differentiate myself from the MLM marketer who needs exposure. But I... I, I, I get I, I, it. It's I a get thin it. line. I Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I don't... Because I could defend what I'm doing. I'm saying, hey, you got an hour podcast where we're being funny. We're answering emails. I'm bringing you content of some sort. The way you uh, interact with it is to support the sponsors, is to promote the show. That is very helpful. But if someone didn't do that, I don't say to them, hey, I saw you listen to the podcast. Um, where's your Instagram post? Like, I would never do that. Yeah. My girlfriend well, just yelled from the background that I do do that. What scenario? <laughs> I have asked for somebody to like something. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me go back. Okay. I, you have asked for someone to like something? Fine. That's a like to me is as low. That's, yo, do you got a quarter I can borrow? I got to pay the toll. Yeah, push me up on the algorithm. Yeah, push me up on the algorithm. I I have had people DM me for um, advice separate from this podcast, and then they don't follow my account. And I say, listen, I'm not here to fucking play games with someone that doesn't support. Basically, what you're saying is I use all your shit, and now uh, I'm admitting to using all your shit. And, yeah. and I don't even follow you. I'm not so I supporting. Yeah, I'm not even, I don't even know. Like, I think it's different than this situation. Because <laughs> I have like to admit to it. Realizing <laughs> something. The, the mirror just got put up to us. No, but I, I, I have to differentiate this from what we do here. Because I think the idea is like, okay, you have an hour podcast where you're getting some sort of enjoyment out, out of it. Also, you can turn off and not promote it. But when someone's like, hey, give me advice, give me 10 minutes of your time, and then they don't follow your account, I go, well, I feel like I'm being used a little bit. Yeah, like in this sure. In this scenario, the using is kind of reversed. Well, MLM is really fascinating, especially it's usually it's a female-driven business. I don't really ever mm-hmm. see men doing MLM. They might do something different like drop shipping, but doesn't What's use... drop shipping? Oh, my God. It's like... You can buy all this cheap Chinese shit and figure out how to advertise it on Instagram to make it look expensive. And you can create your own online store, but you really have to do all your self-marketing yourself the same way that you would do it for MLM. 
And sure. It, I mean, I mean, it's people a grind. Sell the, I mean, life insurance kind of turns is a little bit MLM ish. Like, yeah, you know, men, I think men is, is has different. I think the male version of this has different window dressing, but it's yes. similar in, in, it's the in same its thing. approach. Yeah. But MLM for women, a lot of the times the reason why I don't like it is because they hide behind the fact that it's female empowerment. Mm. And I think when you find out a lot of these MLMs, they're huge scams and they create fear and they can bankrupt a lot of people because you have to buy a shit ton of products. And the sure. only way that you make money is by um, getting more people to work underneath you. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And it's the, you buy a bunch of inventory and now it's on your, it's, it's, you're the, you're the one at risk for the inventory. Now the company isn't at risk. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think this also like, again, the fact that it hurts friendships yeah. because people are like, Hey, go to your friends and family. You're, they call it your natural market. Yeah. And so, you know, and for her, that's where, where we're different. We don't have I, my friends and family are not buying into my shit. That is where we different. That that is the difference. Is we're not going to friends and family and being like, please, fucking share my new podcast. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> to their five I, followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listen. I, I if they did that, that'd be very nice. But I wouldn't be yeah. holding against them. <laughs> but for this situation, and and. It's it's very difficult because she's like I I think what she wrote is very is is a reasonable thing to write to her friend. I feel like I'm being treated more like a potential client and less like a friend. Like, hey, yeah. I'm here. I think one. I think what the the person that she's dealing with has forgotten is that if someone doesn't find value in the thing that you're putting out there, then you can't force them to help you. Yeah. And you can't and, expect that from your friends and family. No, and and but the, but that's kind of the the whole thing with like doing comedy. If you didn't like the show, I'm not gonna like go force you to tell people to like that you love the show. Yeah, you, it'll you just know? do it naturally. <laughs> yeah, I either sink or swim. If your product isn't good enough and you're not putting it in front of the right eyes, there's not much more I can do. You know, yeah. like like like, <laughs> like this like. This podcast grew uh, a lot when women started listening. Yeah. You know, so like if I was standing out at, you know, the the like, you know, at some fucking MMA fight being like, hey, everybody listen to my podcast. Like no one would come because I'm in the yeah. wrong spot. That is not fertile <laughs> grounds. So I, I, I think like this person, you know, I think she should mute them. I think she should let the person approach her. And if she says to her, like, hey, you're not supportive, like, hey, I'm following the account. Um, you've been on I'm top of me. I'm, I'm liking the, the post whenever I see the post. At that point, I don't know what else I can do for you. But your business is not my responsibility. And I'm telling you that as a friend, because if I feel this way, other people will feel this way. Yeah. I still want to be friends with you. I, yeah, I, it's yeah, it's like dealing. I think with that's important. That has, to, yeah, go go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it feels like someone that's dealing like with a different belief system than you have. You're like, yeah, this is just not where we're gonna agree on. Or like, you know, hanging out with your vegan friend and they start pushing their 
thing. Sure. And you're like, I, I might agree with you, but like, I don't want to hear it right now. And it makes me uncomfortable. I think starting with saying to someone, what you said is so like, so important. I still want to be your friend. I still want to be your friend. Let me tell you where we change from friend to client. Yeah. When you are, when you are, when I feel like I'm being watched by you, when I'm passively watching Instagram stories, like that's uncomfortable. That makes me want to help you less. Yeah. And it makes me want to see you less. And I hate that. Like, let them know that you hate that this is kind of coming between you. Yeah. And, and well, like, then you. Yeah. You just ahead. want to be friends with them, but you don't want to have them pushing a product on you the whole time. Listen, I and I feel I, I'm sure you feel this way. I feel this way with stand up like where someone like we have a lot of times where someone will go, I want to come to a show and, and you go anytime. And then, <laughs> and then you're would love to have you. I always go would love to have you. And then they go, when's the next one? And I go, I'll be next week at this time. And they go, I can't make that one. And you go. <laughs> I go, don't care. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> and now you're in this position of like, well, what about or like, and I just go, cool. Let me know. You give me a day and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then they go, well, when's the next one? And you go every night, every night, every, you know, and, and there is this thing of like, you, you don't want to make, and I think we're as comics, we're like acutely aware of making our pursuit someone else's problem. Yeah. And, and I think like, cause you've had, you've had that conversation, right? Where someone's like, when's the next one? Yeah. And I'd always get front where they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't make it. And you're like, I honestly don't care. And I don't want you to go have inner turmoil about this. No. And, and they might be just saying that just to like, yeah. kind of absolve themselves, but they end up putting more like on us than we want to even have. Like, like I have certain people in my life and I know them as this now after doing this for 10 years is that I'm like, they, they're just saying that because they feel like they have to say that. And then it turns yeah. into this like, and I get, and sometimes they get you where you're down the, the rabbit hole of like, and the, but this date and this date and this date and you're like oh my god they got me now I'm fucking begging them you know yeah, like, yeah. it's like and, and you just don't want to deal with that and I I think like your friend either figures that out or they don't but they have to realize that they started this business if they started this business because you're their friend they have a lot of friends then they didn't start a real business yeah I think of it as like um that her friend that's in an MLM should just really be a beacon of light and just stay put and shine her little light. And then if you want to come to it, you should come to it and that you totally support her shining her light. But like, that's a very female, nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you shine your light. And if your light gets shined, I'll, I'll do a little tanning in it, I'll but I'll wear boat. it. Yeah. <laughs> The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. If you're still throwing money at high-interest credit cards every month, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that let, that knows you're more than just your credit score. Find out how low your Upstart rate can be today. I gotta say, I love this. Um, 
I love this sponsor because it can help you. Right now, you just take a look at the rates you're paying. Upstart might be able to get you paying a lower rate to pay back your money. If you have debt, Upstart can help you out. So if you're out there with debt, take a look. And the beauty is that Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of smarter rates. Skip the bank. It's completely online. Loans from $1,000 to $50,000. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. This is where you you know, make back your money. If you got a lot of different debts out there, Combine them all into one. Now you're paying one rate that might be lower than the combined rate of all your other of all your other debt. See why Upstart has 4.9 out of five rating on Trustpilot. Hurry to Upstart.com/jtrain. That's Upstart.com/jtrain to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit rate. Only takes a few minutes. That's Upstart.com/jtrain. Here's the part the lawyers make me say. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies wants to talk underpants. Pull up a chair. They just want you to feel comfortable, like really comfortable, in your underwear. Have you ever seriously considered the underwear that feathers your nether regions? You've got some important stuff down there, you know. Thankfully, MeUndies has, which is why... They're changing the game with softer than soft, sustainable undies and fun prints like unicorns, dinosaurs, and surfboards. And lots of colors so you can be totally comfy being you inside and out. I love MeUndies. I love what they're doing. I love that I know most of you haven't thought about your underwear. And the minute you do, the minute you get a new pair is the minute that you're improving yourself, improving your day. You walk a little bit better. You're a little more comfortable. Right now... What you can do, you have one pair of underwear that you wear begrudgingly. I have that pair. I've had it in the past. That one pair of underwear that you're like, I guess I'll wear it. Everything's in the wash. I'll just do today. You don't have to do that to yourself. Throw that one out. Let's get a new pair of MeUndies. MeUndies traveled the world to bring back a super soft fabric that's sustainable source from beechwood trees. Keep your underpants drawer stocked with a MeUndies membership. A MeUndies membership is a monthly subscription that sends you new pairs right to your door so you can keep your undies drawers stocked, fresh, and fun. Plus, with member access to site-wide savings and exclusive sales, you can easily and affordably build a quality collection of super soft undies over time. And that's one heck of an undie upgrade if you ask us. I'll say this. The undies conveyor belt. You get the new one, you throw away the old one. And you just keep, you know rotating them in. MeUndies comes in fun matching patterns and comes in all shapes and sizes from extra small to 4XL. All bodies welcome. MeUndies is the only underwear for me. Try it for yourself. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get 15, 15, 15% off your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. It's a no-brainer. Get yours today at MeUndies.com slash JTrain, MeUndies.com slash JTrain. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at 
gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tolamash. Go, go, go. So funny. At Stolamash on Instagram. The Voluptuous Boy. That's the name of the album. You can listen anywhere albums are listened to, music or comedy. Put in Sarah's name. You'll get the album. Help with a guy who's not interested in me, but they're not disinterested in me. Hmm. Okay. I say disinterested. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that might not be a good sign. I met this guy about two years ago at my manager's going away party. We didn't really talk during that time besides a high and a buy. Fast forward to this January 2020. I matched with him on Hinge. We talked for a little bit, nothing flirtatious. I then deleted my Hinge and he managed to find me on Facebook. I thought it was kind of cute, so I DM'd him on IG to get the conversation going on there. I'm not on Facebook like that. So... So we've been talking on and off since January. He works at this bar that I frequent. And this past weekend, I had the courage, along with some shots of fireball, to ask him on a date. I probably didn't go about it the right way since I said, are we getting wings or nah? But he's, <laughs> that's a very, we doing wings or nah? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I actually, to me though, I actually think if you've been messaging kind of like, pecking at each other since January 2020. Wings or nah is actually inappropriate. Like, when is this going to happen? I do actually agree with that type of approach. Yeah, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah, but he said, we'll see, we'll talk. See, he's avoiding it. She made it pretty simple. Wings or nah? And he said, we'll see, we'll talk. To me, I got rejected because that night he DM'd me saying, Wings, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm working like crazy this week. Okay. Usually when I see I'll let you know, it's like that meme that said, I put the no in I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's interesting that he said, she said, are we doing Wings or nah? And then he says, we'll see, we'll talk. And then she doesn't respond. And then he's afraid of losing it. So he goes, Wings, I'll take Wings. But I'll let you know. So he is afraid of losing it. But I don't know about you. It sounds like he has lots of things on the fire, whatever you call it. I think you're right about that as well. I don't know about you, but I usually know when I'm off that week. And if he was really interested, he'd be proactive in figuring out a day. We're hanging out. Fast forward to this past Tuesday where this conversation happened. So I'm going to read this conversation. He responded to her Instagram story, okay? You know the response to an Instagram story? He wrote, in the city? She writes, yeah. And then he writes, okay, let me start this. Let me set the scene. The 7.04 p.m., 7.04 p.m., he writes, in the city? And then she writes, yeah. Then at 11.39 p.m., he writes, boo, so when do you want to hang out? She writes, wait, what? I'm confused. I thought you weren't interested. He writes, what have you, what have you that idea? Oof. That almost oh fucking gave me a brain hemorrhage. I mean, and he, <laughs> I mean, he writes, I mean, we haven't really ever hung out, so I won't know if I'm interested until we do. But I don't think I've never been disinterested in hanging out. 
These are like riddles. This is like girl. This is too much work. And then he writes, "If that makes sense, <laughs> no, no, it makes no sense." <laughs> she writes, "So you haven't talked to blank?" And then he writes, "About what?" Well, then I totally told him that you rejected my ass, kissy face. Mm. Wait, lol. When did I reject you? She writes, "I'll let you know. We'll see. We'll talk." And then she like taking his words and using them against him. Then he wrote, ha, I definitely said yes to hang out, but I was working and didn't have time to make plans right then and there. And then she writes, I took that as a, I'll let you know, LMAO. And she put capital N O uh, to, okay. So then, so then he doesn't respond. And then she writes, all right, when are you free? And then he writes, tonight, but bars close at 10. And I'll have to see what my schedule is next week, but probably off Tuesday, Wednesday. She writes, let's do Tuesday. And then he writes, wings, tacos. And then she says, I'll have to see the day of. Okay. I want to shoot myself in the face. This is awful. <laughs> this is well, awful. This is, this is what <laughs> It is. uh, It's too much. This is what happens when he's being vague enough to keep this casual. He doesn't want to make a date that locks him into a date. He wants to meet up. That's what he's trying to do. And then she she's not she's being more direct than him, but she is playing his game. There is a point where she goes. He goes, ah, I definitely, uh, no, when he says wings, tacos, and then she says, I'll have to see the day of. To me, you're kind of playing his immature, you know, casual game. And I know why she's doing it. She doesn't want to seem too much or do whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a point where she has to go Tuesday at eight. Like if she, because she's pushing the issue now. Now, and she knows she's pushing this. And I don't, you know, like, I think you and I would probably agree that she should probably not. Like, this doesn't seem like. It's just like a big waste of time. I just feel like things. I don't know. I just feel like you're like, are we going on a date or not? Because if we're not, then I'm just I'm going to move on. And maybe this will work out later. But this is a highly annoying conversation to be having over and over again. Like, there's no outcome that's happening. And this has been happening since January 2020. So, like, the idea. (laughs) That you've done six months of like, like (laughs) the idea like this, like, and listen, I am not someone who's against the flirt that happens in DM. Like, I understand how that can happen. Yeah, it's fun, I guess. That's fun. But there's a shitter get off the pot moment. When he writes the, you know, the riddle that he wrote, um, the thing he wrote, I mean, we haven't really ever hung out, so I won't know if I'm interested until we do, but I don't think I've ever been disinterested in hanging out. Like, that is literally him, like, distracting you. He's going, no, 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 I'm not interested, but I'm interested, and who's to yeah. say I'm interested? And, and that is his way of going, I want to fuck you, but I don't, wanna, I don't know right now if I want to keep fucking you because there's other yeah. things going on in my life. And that's the gross reality of it. 
And I mean, yeah. she, she writes in her email, she continued, what do you think? Should I go on a date with this guy? I feel like I shouldn't even be wasting my time on someone who doesn't know if they're interested in me, but they're not disinterested in me. If I didn't go, if I don't go on this date, what do I tell him? Hey, sorry, I'd rather not waste my time on someone that's not interested in me. P.S. I know I shouldn't have asked him if, if he talked to our mutual friend, but I'm kind of way too honest from time to time. No, I think what she did, I think like you're letting him know like, hey, I'm interested in this. And it felt like I got turned down. You were vulnerable by saying like, what did Chris say? Like, you know, you're saying like, hey, I've let people know that like this is a, a romantic conversation. This is living in the you're living. She is living in reality. This guy's living in unreality. Yeah, I think they just want two different things. It sounds yeah. like she wants to go on a date and this guy just doesn't want to be tied down in like date court. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's keeping <laughs> his contract very loose so he doesn't get called out on something. And I just feel like just move on. And if it yeah. were, you know, maybe it'll come back together again later. But like, I feel like you should just be dating other people and then it shouldn't be this like difficult. It's also like, I don't know. Times are different. Why waste yeah. so much? This is like, that's an annoying exchange to have. It's not even fun and flirty. I That's, it's not even fun and flirty. It's actually like reducing this down to like, so do you want to fuck me and not <laughs> ask me any questions anymore? Like that's what he, this guy is trying to get, in this day and age, with technology and the the increase of options, there's also this delusion that there's someone out there that's going to guarantee you casual sex. And that's what he's trying to get to. He's yeah. trying to get to an agreement that says, if we go out, we will be sexual. I don't know if sex is going to happen, but he's saying sexual and you won't get mad at me if we never get sexual again. And it's yeah. like, there's no guarantee like that in life. That doesn't exist. No. And, and it's a very like male kind of approach to dating. And that and using the word dating is actually an insult to dating. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I just feel like if they had met on like if that would only work if you met on like Ashley Madison. You know what I mean? Like Abs that is an Ashley an Madison. Yeah. Uh, that is an imaginary Ashley Madison conversation. And that's why there were like a hundred million fake accounts <laughs> on Ashley Madison. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. And I think we both agree. Don't go on the date. No, just move on no, move on if maybe it'll work out you guys be in the same spot and have like drinks when you're to get like in the same neighborhood but i wouldn't chase this it's just annoying no. get away from it jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com sarah you got time for one more yeah i got time for one more let's do one more everyone go listen to sarah's album right now voluptuous boy it is everywhere you listen to music go 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 i'll give you the title choice i'm picking okay Straight from the inbox. Dating okay. expiration date. Hot neighbor. Just casual or beginning of something. Wait and see or own your standard. Uh, the second date fizzle. Sex issue. 22-year-old boyfriend or 39-year-old Colombian. <laughs> Will he ever come around? Help fiance has a chewing tobacco problem. Newly single. Three years to vacation. Let's go with hot neighbor. Okay, hot neighbor. Let's do it. The feather, title feather. got me. There, that's all. Listen, that's, you know, literally yeah. what I'm doing here. Uh, hot neighbor. 
Feather Feather, I've recommended J-Train all my friends, and you've kept me saying thank you for participating in my MLM. Um, <laughs> and you've kept me sane during long commutes and while living alone during quarantine. Instead of feeling like it's just me in the four walls, it feels like I'm in a room with great friends, so thank you for the advice, countless laughs, and hours of entertainment. Ah, that, that's a sweet note. Thank you. So I have a hot neighbor. Let's get to the goods. So I have a hot neighbor. <laughs> I noticed him a few weeks ago when we came home from work at the same time. We both gave each other what seemed like I'd fuck you eyes. The next mm. day we crossed paths again. Again, there was more eye fucking. This happened a few times over the course of two weeks. But recently our schedule hasn't aligned. Once we talked a bit when I opened the gate for him as he was carrying a ton of groceries. But that's really it. He seems really nice and I'd be down to get a drink or honestly just hook up. How should I approach this situation? Usually I'm not really scared to talk to ask guys out, but it feels different since we have we haven't talked so uh, much and it's not like we are at a bar or on a dating app. Also his apartment is too many door his apartment is too many doors down for mine to pretend to ask for a cup of sugar or an egg. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, yeah. that felt like the <laughs> it felt like whatever I was imagining just changed to black and white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for context, I'm a pretty social 25-year-old, and I've gotten to know f uh, quite a few people in the building, but mostly they are people in their mid-30s, early 40s. And occasionally a few of us get together and have drinks by the pool. It feels different approaching this guy since the people who are our age seem to keep a little more to themselves. And since I'm actually trying to ask him out, any advice? Best. What do we think? I love her Ooh. email. I love I love this scenario. Yeah. I think this can I think this can be good clean fun. Um I think what do you think, Sarah? What do you think? I I mean, I'm I think it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think the only thing I can think of it reminds me of high school when you had a crush on a guy in the, you know, it's in a building and you figure out their schedule and then you just happen to be in the elevator around the same time that they are just like, mm -hmm. wait, there are times that you figure out ways to like move into their world a little bit so you can have sure. more of a conversation. That's definitely like from the playbook I've been working from my whole life where yeah. it's like, Oh, oh funny, we're here. <laughs> where did you come from? You know, yeah. that's, that's definitely like, like if we were to give like a playbook, like a like a like a step one. Step one is like she said they haven't seen each other in a while. Step one is let's create a line you can give to him so that when that occurrence happens, you are ready to read the script. I think like most of this is what do I even say? You know, like if we're because you're gonna see him again, you're mm -hmm. gonna see him. Ho around the building it, uh, maybe the schedules haven't worked out to this point she sent this a day ago so you're gonna see him like in yeah. the scheme of things so let's prepare what's the line gonna be when you see him because i'm sure you know this when you're doing stand-up when you're doing acting of any kind if you know the lines and now it's easy to act them out yeah you're not going to so, flip them. You'll have a little bit of a, a plan is having a little bit of a plan is better. Way better. What would you think to say to this guy in the elevator at the gate where, you know, where, where do we, I and would I'm say like, shit because if, you're if, like the mixer thing, but then you're like, now I have to plan a mixer. Sure. Now I got to get the whole group involved <laughs> and they're, 
in their 30s and 40s and I'm the young 25-year-old woman who's probably cute, who's like, now I'm the set. You become the most interesting part of this whole group. Now you're bringing someone into that lion's trap of a group. Like they're all like looking at this guy. Like it is a, that is a big mountain to build. Yeah, they got played. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, they. They're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. We thought we were hanging out. Um, <laughs> I I think what she should say is, hey, here's what she should do. Use the group to get the number. That's how I would yeah. play it. You're out. You see him in the elevator. Hey, um, I've been hanging out at the pool with a bunch of people from the building. If you ever want to come hang out, you should definitely come. He's either going to be open to that or not. And and also this will tell you a lot about how he is personally like yeah. like he He'll should respond. Be, he should he will respond. It'll either be, you know, awkward McDoofus where he's like, "Uh uh uh whatever." Or it's like, "Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Take my number. Shoot me a text. I'll let you know the next time we have that happen." So now you have his number. Yeah. So then then from there now you can go, uh, hey, we don't, I, the group isn't really hanging, but would, uh, uh, if you're up for, you know, I'm actually going to go out to the pool now and uh, I got a six pack. You want to come hang out? Yeah, that's easy. And if he says no, then it's just like very light. I don't think you have to have your soul crushed. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it's, it's reeling him in with the group because now it's not a total like fuck you to you. Yeah. And then the old switcheroo you say hey the group isn't really getting together but i'm down for some drinks would you want to drink at the pool boom now it's just you two you're hanging out and with that comes a little bit of vulnerability actually we saw each other the other day i've been trying to talk to you for a couple weeks now it's cool that we're hanging out if it gets to that point you don't have to say that right away but there should be some admission of like yeah i kind of put this whole thing together like if it goes well I also think that if she has she never talked to him just a light conversation it 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 said not really I was going to say one thing that brings people together the next time you see him is to maybe find something in that apartment building that's shitty and then totally. shit on it <laughs> Yeah shitting on something is the great communicator I I used to call this the 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 like I what did I call it the side comment it was comment complaint or something like that. Yeah. You say, you say something to the ether and then you hope that they join in a conversation that yes. they weren't really involved. So you're like, oh, the the door, that door guy is really awful. <laughs> he's weird, right? He's he doesn't weird, have right? to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's that door guy is a little weird, right? Oh, my God. I know. Because if they jump on that, then, you know, there's interest. When yeah. someone's not attracted to you, you go, oh, the door guy's weird. They go, what? Have a They're good not day, even ma'am. Listening to you. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Who? I don't. Yeah. Because I used to do that like when I would go to like group fitness classes. I would go to like, I'd get on the treadmill. I'd be like, oh, this class is hard. And then the person next to you would either go, oh, it's so hard, right? Yeah, you or, should have been here last week and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a person that's attracted to you. A person that's unattracted to you goes, who? You know, like just doesn't even <laughs> hear what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> exactly. J, J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Sarah, this is such a pleasure. Great to see you. Always. Thank you for coming on. 
Definitely. I love these dilemmas. I'm a huge fan of TikTok and this is all I watch is like dating horror stories. And it's so funny. The, well, listen, I got to get into that world. I'm loving TikTok. I am like, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> stop. I mean, you know, the content king over here. But I, yeah. I, everyone needs to go follow Sarah on Instagram, Twitter, at Stolamash. It'll be all over my uh, uh, my socials. Also, the album, Voluptuous Boy. Go, go, go. Listen immediately. So funny. So amazing. Sarah, thank you so much. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks, Jared. I'm Jared Freed. We are here Mondays and Thursdays. Keep spreading the word. That is my my MLM marketing <laughs> campaign to you. <laughs> Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister. We'll be back next episode. Boom.